We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now that Justin Fields admitted he did indeed unfollow the Bears on Instagram and also the NFL, can you understand his reasoning why? It's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no football. And guess mm. what? Every Bears post. It's either right. see who you follow. Uh, it's nah, either Keith Fields, Fields, see the draft Caleb. So it's like, bro, man, I'm tired yeah. of hearing the talk. We want like it's to, annoying. we want yeah. Caleb. Like, it's just, bro, like, it's time. You understand where Fields is coming from? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, that was that was really good stuff because that is an incredibly honest answer. And um, I'm sure that he's had his fill with this story. Um, I, I got a lot of time for Justin Fields. We talked about it repeatedly. I think he's a really high-character guy. I think he's a really, really great athlete. And I don't know how he is as a quarterback. I don't know that he's going to get to a point where he leads a team to the Super Bowl. But, man, you know, when you talk about intangibles at that position, the way he deals with teammates, the way he shows up for this offseason stuff because he knows how important it is for him to be there, he understands the responsibility that comes with the job. And I think there are so many really positive uh, parts I, I just think he's a high-character guy, and I, I really do uh, rate him uh, in that fashion. I, I heard Olin talk yesterday, and, and once again, you know, I, I kind of like this idea. It's not going to happen, and it can't happen, but if you were to hang on to this guy, go ahead, draft Caleb Williams, and have him watch this guy and how he operates and then deal with things in another year. And I know that it wouldn't work. And I know there's too many egos, and I know if you draft a guy, he's got to get on the field, and I understand all of that stuff. But, you know, the way the Bears have gone about it, the way even when they've drafted a guy, the way they've failed him, I don't know that they shouldn't try something completely different. Oh, that's not done in the NFL. Well, whatever's being done isn't really working. So I, I kind of I appreciate it, Olin, Saying that, we've talked about that with uh, Patrick Manley. The three of us have had that conversation. I, I um, honest to God, believe that uh, whatever way the Bears go about it, they've been doing it wrong, so try something different. Well, at least now we know which social media platform Justin Fields is most engaged with, and that's Instagram, <laughs> because he is still following the Bears on X, and he's still following, you know, the NFL on X, so he must not be very active on X. He's more active on Instagram. Do I get it? Sure, I get it. Enjoy your vacation, Justin. <laughs> yeah, everybody's got their own coping mechanism in trying to deal with whatever job stress they encounter and have on a regular basis. Mitch Trubisky wanted the TVs turned off at House Hall. Mm. Justin Fields unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. It's okay. I think it's in the context of this larger, broader conversation about what's going to happen to his career and when you're talking about the livelihood and future of a 24-year-old professional athlete, yeah, it's going to get to him. We forget how young these guys are, uh, young men are, kids to some of us. I mean, they are 
really just beginning to uh, be fully formed professionals. And I think we hold them to a very high standard because of what we see them do on the field. Off of it, they still have you know, a lot of maturing to do. This is not an, an immature act at all. I think you have to give him some grace here. We talk about his career like it's disposable. We talk about his future like it's not ours, so let's you know put him in Atlanta. Let's, tr- let's put him in Vegas. Let's put him in a lot of different situations. Every time he hears that, he's got to consider what that means. So I'd had no problem with him explaining this. I like to hear his full, relaxed explanation. And again, it, it bears repeating. If Justin Fields were like this on a more regular basis, he'd have even more fans. I think people want to get to know him a little bit more. And what we saw yesterday or what we heard from this podcast was a glimpse into who he is and how relaxed he can be, which is why teammates love him, why the Bears you know, could justify keeping him. But I just don't think it's, it's going to happen, and I don't think it's a good idea. I feel like I get this question a lot. Do you feel that uh, Fields is a sympathetic figure because he has no control over whether he stays or whether he goes, and if he goes, where he goes? Did you appreciate that he reiterated he wants to stay? Yeah, of course. Of course I want to stay. To be honest, bro, I'll be trying to, like, you know, with all the talk, it's, it's hard to, you know, I guess kind of just boom be in one place, but I can't see myself playing in another place, but... If it was up to me, I would want to stay in Chicago. I love right. the city. The city's lit. The the fans there, you know, they're great, mm-hmm. and the people. But um, it's a business. I ain't got no control over it. So whatever right. happens, happens. So is uh, Justin Fields a sympathetic figure? I think he is. I, I think he's teetering between, you know, accepting the reality and being honest about how he feels, playing in a city that frankly adores him. Justin Fields, for as much speculation that has surrounded his future and for as much scrutiny that has been provided each and every snap that he has taken as the Bears quarterback, it hasn't been a successful three years. He hasn't won enough games, not because of him, just because of the reality. He has been jerked around with coaching staffs and schemes and all kinds of things. So he is a natural, naturally sympathetic figure. It's easy to feel empathy for what he's been through. And when he when he talks that well, talks that glowingly about the city of Chicago, sure, I don't think he's pandering at all. I think he means it. I think this is his, you know, it was his introduction to professional football and professional life. His highlight of his Bears tenure was the first preseason game, he says, because of how it made him feel about being a professional athlete. He still has a degree of humility with that confidence and with that personality, so it's easy to feel sorry for somebody who is on his way out. No, I, I can't feel sorry for somebody who's a quarterback in the NFL. I, I, I just don't understand. And if he's not a quarterback for the Bears, he's going to be a quarterback someone else, somebody else's QB1, so there's no sympathy here for that. <laughs> Zero. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know um, how heartless a human you are there, Mr. Dustino, but... Uh, he said zero. No, he said zero. Zero. Um, I just think it's it's difficult <laughs> when uh, when you're an employee and not the boss, and you have, you know, they have changes in mind, and you feel like you're making the wrong decision, and you ought to consider this. I think it's just a tough position to be in. I think a lot of people have been in that position. You're right. It's a lot of money. And it's generational wealth, and he's going to be okay, and he's going to go someplace else. They're not going to – no one is going to trade for him and then sit him on the bench. He's going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL next year one way or another. Um, 
But, but you know, come on now. You're, you're in one place. You're comfortable. You feel like you got it going. You feel like you're master of your universe. And now you got to go start somewhere else. It's tough. I, I, I don't care. I, I can't believe that you have zero sympathy for the Who freaking who? <laughs> it's a good question. What did you make of Chris Chelios confirming to us yesterday that Michael Jordan oh. is expected to attend Chelly's jersey raising ceremony at the United Center on Sunday? What are your thoughts on Jordan missing the Bulls' ring of honor but making it this time? It's really interesting. Um, I, I, you know, I don't. I would. I would imagine. And again, uh, you know, this is just an outsider looking at it. I would imagine there's significantly less drama involved in uh, in not going back and meeting your teammates and reconnecting with everyone, uh, but rather showing up for a buddy and then going out to dinner and having a nice weekend. I, I think there's just a lot less drama. You're not the center of everything that's going on. You're there supporting a friend. I think it's an easy thing to do. And I think that it's um, it could be a really fun thing to do to go there be there for a buddy and then again you know go out have a couple pops catch up with Wayne Gretzky great dude um I I just think that um I think it's a lot different than being the centerpiece of the ring of honor and then you're you know your son's dating that guy's ex-wife and I I just think there's there's so much go I'm not saying Jordan didn't show up for the Ring of Honor for that reason, but I'm sure that's one of the many reasons that it didn't work out in his schedule. And um, I, I really, I, it's a pity that, that you know, Michael Jordan was never of Chicago. He was of the world, and everybody owned a little piece of him, and he just played here. And, and I think he had a great time here, and he met a lot of people here, and this is one of his friends, and I, I really hope he shows up for it. Well, it shows that uh, Michael Jordan will make time for people he cares about, for people he calls his friend. We've also got a couple of those guys that were at that uh, ceremony, the ring, the ring ceremony, or the the or whatever they're calling the the Ring of Honor ceremony that are going out on tour now in Australia. Yeah, I saw that to call BS on Mike. the documentary. Yeah. So, and it's Pippen, Horace Grant, and Luke Longley. Right. Mm-hmm. So, those three guys are doing a tour of Australia, are going to go sit in front of uh, basketball fans there. And I have family there. I know they're huge Bulls fans. I don't know if they're going to Perth, though. So, I'm not sure if my cousin's going to get to go. To cover it? Um, but Wait, uh, Perth, Perth is out back of beyond, right? Yeah, that's the uh, way out back back. Yeah. This shows that Michael Jordan will make time for his friends. And he does not have any friends, it appears, on the Bulls. And he definitely doesn't like the Bulls organization right now. Yeah, that was a bad move by him, I think. And I dare I criticize Michael Jordan in Chicago, but I think he could have made the time to be here for the Ring of Honor. I think Chicago has always loved Michael Jordan more than Michael Jordan seems to love Chicago. I hope that Chris Chelios, our guy, we're celebrating him. Noon to three on Sunday. It's going to be a great day to be at the United Center. It's going to be a great moment for Chelly and number seven going in the rafters. We'll get into more of that later. I hope he's right, but I'll believe it when I see it. When Michael Jordan is on the uh, on the jumbotron on the scoreboard video, waving to the crowd in his number seven jersey or whatever he's wearing on Sunday, I will believe it then. 
until that point, I am going to have some doubts whether he's showing up. I just will, just based on history. And so it would be a tremendous, tremendous moment. Michael Jordan watching Patrick Kane celebrating Chris Chelios. Everybody's there. All of Chelly's friends, too. Who knows? Eddie Vedder showing up. Uh, is Gretzky going to be there? Gretzky's going. So that would be tremendous. Yeah. Gretzky and Jordan the great at the ones. same place. Sure. So I hope it all happens. I hope Jordan is here. I hope Chicago enjoys it. It's going to be a great day with or with. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big question. What did you make of Oakland head coach Antonio Pierce going on the Max Crosby podcast to compare the way his team played the Patrick Mahomes Chiefs on Christmas Day to the way the bad boy Detroit Pistons defended Michael Jordan back in the day. We got the Jordan rules, and we, we I'm calling it now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. Mm-hmm. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, yeah, filling them, love taps. We touched them. We in the head, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. So I show those guys Jordan getting his whooped. What do you think? The uh, Jordan rules for Patrick Mahomes by the Raiders. I think this will trigger a lot of people. Uh, here is my initial reaction. Antonio Pierce is a linebacker disguised as a head coach right now. And that mentality applies to everything that he does and how he views the football world. Every day, every snap, every practice. This is his way of trying to reinforce this idea that Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest ever. To combat that, you need to do something special and different, and you need to put a, an image in, in, in their minds. Well, okay, that's the dated reference he wants to use even if historically it might be inaccurate, that's okay. He's a football coach. He's not a history teacher. People should have a more of appreciation and understanding of maybe the history of Michael Jordan's ascension in the Bulls and the Pistons. But Antonio Pierce wants to get his players thinking that they want to inflict harm on the best quarterback they will ever play against. This is his method. Uh, it, it worked. It worked once. I don't know how it will work again. But I think this is a young coach trying to look for motivational tools, and he found one, and he's going to use it again and try to use it again and again. Well, you just, I mean, cue up Autumn Wind by the great John Facenda in NFL Films, you know, right? I mean, this is what they're going to do. You know, they're going to, you know, sweeping along, swaggering boisterously, his face is weather-beaten. You know, go ahead and, and, and pop Patrick Mahomes a couple of times. He's a, he's a, listen, I talked about it the other day. He's a crybaby. He moans all the time. He complains and moans all the time about getting touched, and it bothers him. It throws him off his game, so continue to do it. Don't don't take a shot at his head illegally, but that's so Raider. I mean, you know, do Ruff they have up. a Lyle Alzado currently on the, uh, on, on the roster? Crosby. Right. Listen, this is the way you play football, and David's absolutely right. This is a linebacker mentality and a head coach, and so what you want to do, and Al Davis used to say it back in the day, you want to hit the quarterback 
You want to hit the quarterback. He needs to be on the ground, hurting, hit hard, six plays into the game. You got six plays to get your first damaging hit to the quarterback, and you better be doing it repeatedly. That's football. The Jordan rules, somebody needs a lesson on the Jordan rules. This, you know, go ahead, rush the quarterback, get the inside rush, hit him from inside. No one likes that. Tom Brady didn't like that. No quarterback ever has enjoyed getting beaten by a defensive team. But this idea that that's the Jordan, the Jordan rules were where the foul comes from. If Mike's going, and he was already Air Jordan, just so you know. If Mike's going to the hole, here's what you do. You clean him out. This, the Jordan rules were not in the in the rules of the game. It was how you cheap shot a guy. And, and I get it. Go out and brag about how you got the Mahomes rules. And man, we beat him up on Christmas Day. But you're telling every official in the league, they're going after this guy no matter what. There's going to be a legal hitch. You better be aware of it. I, I just think it was better to keep your mouth shut than to kind of brag about how you managed to beat the Chiefs before they won the rest of their games, including the Super Bowl. Come on now. Win, Raiders. Win football games. This is nonsense to me. Terrific question. Need to get that answered. Don't have it for you today. That's the voice of uh, Bruce Levine. He'll be with us later this morning talking Cubs and talking White Sox. What did you make of Jerry Reinsdorf telling Cranes the White Sox need a new stadium in order to compete? The quote, the economics of baseball have completely changed, end quote. Reinsdorf said the owner said that the rate, quote, at the location where we're at now cannot generate the revenue needed to pay those salaries, end quote. Your reaction? Not good. My reaction isn't good to it, frankly, because um, – I, I, you know, don't put on the poor mouth when you're one of two teams in baseball to never give out a $100 million deal. It's it just, you've got plenty of money. You've had plenty of money. This is not what the problem is. It's the way you've put the team together. It's the way that you've operated. Um, I, I just feel, I just feel like Jerry is not the front man for this story. They're making a mistake by Jerry, there's an emotional reaction to Jerry. When Jerry starts telling you, oh, you know, the team's going to move. If you don't do it, they'll end up in Nashville. You're the guy that went and met with the mayor of Nashville, right? What was that for? This is a, this guy has been running the same kind of shell game on the people of Chicago, on the people of the state of Illinois for years. That's how he got the building he's in now. And now he's going to blame the building. You've got the biggest sweetheart deal in the history of stadiums, and now you're blaming that for why the team isn't good on the field? Give me a break. No one feels sympathy for you or thinks that the, uh, if you don't build this for Jerry, the team is leaving. Look, sell the team. Let somebody else with deeper pockets come in and, and build the area up, get that money for themselves, not for you, and, uh, and maybe the team will then follow and be really good. But you need one of these deep-pocket owners. And, and, you know, Jerry can claim, well, the move is to get out of town. No, it isn't. You, there is a fan base here. There is an opportunity on the 78th. Just get someone with deeper pockets. Get somebody in here that wants to do the project he's talking about doing. I think that would be a much better solution than trying to help him make his money before he's gone. 
I'm far from a businessman, far from an English major, but we all have heard the phrase location, location, location. And what I'm reading, my, I think my reading comprehension is pretty good. I put that up against others. He says, we can't generate the revenue needed to pay those salaries at the location we are at now. At the lo- This isn't about the stadium. It's not that the stadium's not good enough. Where the stadium is at is not good enough to generate, as you guys talked about, kind of a Ricketsville. Okay, you can't have that at 35th and Shields. It is what it is. You can't have that there. There's a lot of money generated down in St. Louis. They have a whole area right as you as you go into the state they have a they have an area mm-hmm. the, the brewers Another have downtown the stadium. brewers have yeah. the brewers have an unbelievable tailgate and bars and restaurants right there the red sox and the red sox have done now the, originally the first time i went to fenway you know they didn't have that mully the first time oh, I, I went there they had yeah. the cask and flagon they had one joint just kind of like but what they the white were the sox model had. That the Cubs but then followed. what did they start doing though yeah. no they started shutting the two streets as Yawkey an example way, they shut right? down they shut down Waveland and Shetfield version of Fenway, and all the revenue you you come well, in, that's where the Cubs you buy your sausages, city, you buy your beers, yeah. you buy your T-shirts right here. You buy you here's your ticket. Right. You go into this gated area. That's what he's talking about here. It's not that the rate isn't good enough. Where the rate is at is it good? The problem is he needs to put some skin in the game. We've got some comments from the mayor of Chicago also hmm. talking about the stadium yeah, situation. We'll, we'll get to those. I think that's a really good point, Dustin, because. As shrewd as as a businessman as Jerry Reinsdorf is considered or always referred to as, how long has he owned the team at 35th and Shields, and how long are we still waiting for that area to be developed to the point where there could be something like you described? Maybe it's unreasonable or to expect that or unrealistic because of the neighborhood. There are all kinds of excuses you could make, but that's not what the White Sox have ever been able to achieve. Jerry Reinsdorf has failed at being able to surround the ballpark with the kind of atmosphere that you describe in Boston or in St. Louis or in, frankly, in, in Wrigleyville. So Jerry Reinsdorf now is crying poor and trying to blame the economics of baseball for the bad baseball that we see on the south side. He's got to own his role in this process. The White Sox were pretty good as a baseball team up until the point where, and a lot of excitement around the league surrounding the franchise. Remember how likable this team was? And then, okay, Jerry Reinsdorf himself hijacked the hiring process, brought back Tony LaRussa, and everything has been downhill since then. So you did have a baseball team that could win despite all of the economic uh, hurdles that you have to clear when you play in a stadium like that. Yeah, it is location. You want to go to the South Loop. You want the public to pay for it. What do you have to invest? How much are you putting into this? Tell us that, and we'll feel differently, maybe. But don't cry poor. Don't make up things that aren't true. You, as a baseball organization, were in pretty good shape until you stuck your nose in and hired the wrong guy. Since then, bad news, bad news, bad news. This will be a pick six. There's your ball game. What do you make of the Pedro Grafol reaching into the Matt Eberflus uh, bag of acronyms, replacing the HITS principle with the FAST doctrine? FAST, F-A-S-T, according to James Fegan of Sox Machine, stands for fearless, aggressive, selfless, and technically sound. Are your eyes rolling? <laughs> yeah, that's a hard one. I, I don't think that it 
really is as genuine, at least with Eberflus, that was a day one mantra. That was the thing he tried to at least introduce and we could mock and everybody keeps on going back to it. But with Pedro, this is year two and he's he's going uh, into the fast doctrine, if you will, or the should be F-A-S-T-S. Technically sound, it ends with an S, so I don't know. That's kind of hard to say, though. Yeah, I, I think this is just more of the same what we're hearing from Pedro. Everything is fine. He's going to stay positive. This is the rah-rah guy that I think that we thought he would be when he came and threatened to, you know, be the same team every night at, what, 7-10, whatever the case was. But, yeah, this is just more rhetoric. I want to see some results. Well, this is good reporting by James Feagan. It'll be good to have him uh, on that Sox machine squad. I just don't understand why it took this long to get to this point, finding out what this meant. We joked around, I think, off the air. I don't know if we'd made it on the air. But fast with with those guys, with Aloy Jimenez and Moncada, you're going to play fast. So then are we going to play injury bug? Hamstrings are us. I mean, come on. So wh- why why when he, Pedro, kept saying the word, we're going to play fast and we're going to f- play fast and we're going to be fat, why didn't anybody press him? Can you back that up and amplify on fast, please? Where's Chet Kopic when you need him? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, you know, the whole, the whole acronym thing, uh, okay. I mean, that was, I guess that's an acronym. Okay. Um, help. That, that would be my acronym. You got to, I mean, the hits principle, okay, I get it. You know, we're, we're going to figure out, we're going to make it simple, stupid, so we can, you can understand what we're going to do. And now we've got fast. So we got hits, we got fast. What's the Cubs acronym? Do we have to come up with one? Does every team need an acronym so that they can remember how they're supposed to play baseball? I, I, you're right. This is uh, this is an Eberflus thing from day one versus year two. Pedro's figured out that this is the way to go. Um, hey, if it helps him play well, who cares? I, I just think um, you know you need better players and you need them fast. Season's right around the corner. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.